Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show with your featured host, Shah McCain, a forensics counselor, psychic, writer, artist, modern day Christian mystic, and UFO experiencer. Shah introduced guests who are experts on all aspects of the paranormal and the sacred. The Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show has been featured on Blog Talk Radio as Staff Pick. And now for your host, Shaw McCain. Hi everybody, this is Shaw McCain. I'm calling you live from Los Angeles, California. And we're safe and well here and I'm really wishing everybody all the best today in this uh, very strange circumstances we find ourselves in. Anyway. Tonight's show is extremely awesome. We have uh, Pete and Brian, and they're from the new radio show, The Full Spectrum Project. It's coming up. The first show will be actually tomorrow, and uh, I'm so looking forward to this. And let me read you a little bit of bio, and then I'm going to welcome them on the show. Uh, Pete Havlin is a Lone Star Spirit lead investigator, president, and advanced certified clinical hypnotherapist and a licensed private investigator with the state of, of Texas. He works with the Guardian Research and Investigator, locating missing children and vets, and has success as clients in haunting cases and removing fears, anxieties, and removing psychological triggers that have caused either possible poltergeist activity hmm, or hypersensitivity due to subconscious trigger events. Pete is a co-founding member of the Paranormal Research Organization with Lloyd Auerbach and investigated with the Office of the Paranormal Investigations, American Ghost Society, represented for Northwest Texas, and the owner of the Supernatural Radio Show Network. Peter has over 35 years of field experience in the paranormal and is a founding member of Lone Star Spirit. And then Brian Clune is the co-founder and historian for Planet Paranormal Radio, and Planet Paranormal Investigations. He has traveled the entire state of California searching its haunted hotspots and historical locations in an effort to bring knowledge of the paranormal and its wonderful history of the state to those interested in learning. His interest in history has led him to volunteer for the USS Iowa, that's awesome, and at Fort MacArthur Military Museum, as well as living lectures at, giving lectures, I mean, at colleges and universities around the state. He has been involved with numerous TV shows, including Ghost Adventures, My Ghost Story, uh, The Dead Files, Ghost Hunters, and the subject of a companion documentary movie, Paranormal Asylum. He's written several books, and uh, The Ghost of the Queen Mary, Haunted Universal Studio, Haunted San Pedro, Haunted Obscura, Hollywood Obscura, I mean, and... um, Right now, I'm going to welcome them aboard this uh, unhaunted ship. I'd like to welcome you. Hello. You're now live with the Paranormal and the Sacred. What you doing today? Hello. You're live with the Paranormal and the Sacred. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Great to be here. <laughs> I'm doing good, good. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna get uh, my other color on. Hold on a minute. Hi, you're live with the paranormal and the sacred. Hi. Which 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 one of us was muted? Nobody's muted. Uh, I, nobody's muted. Uh, yeah, I hear you, Brian. Hi. 
wrong with you people? Unless, right. unless that's the voice in my head again. I have been again. known to have technical problems. <laughs> oh, you know what? When, what? when when Pete starts to have voices in his head, um, I only have one word: run. Oh <laughs> no, not again! Not not nice. <laughs> I'm a brave young woman. I can take this. Now, <laughs> you guys. I don't you guys, know, Pete. Well, uh, well, um, let's see. How how did you guys get into this? That's what I want to know. Go ahead, Brian. I will yield to you. Well, Age now, before uh, beauty. When you mean... Well, in this case, luckily, I have both. When did you first get I have age, I have beauty, I have wisdom, and I have life. We'll get into him later. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you say, um, how did we get into this? Are you talking about the paranormal? Um, yeah. What, what aspect? Did... It, or are you just talking about... The whole thing. I'm interested in uh, how you first uh, became aware of the paranormal and what got you interested. Well, your beginnings. Um, I first, my beginnings. Uh, my beginnings were growing up with my father um, living in. The, well, my father being in the house, even though he died when I was three. So I was pretty aware of. Uh, spirits from a very early age. Now, um, I just, I was doing uh, the, the amateur thing, you know, going to, to haunted locations and, uh, you know, any, any spot that uh, was uh, urban legend or reportedly haunted without a whole lot of um, success. And then when my oldest son uh, turned 18, he aged out of the Boy Scouts and we were, kind of drifting apart so I asked him if there was something that we could do to kind of reconnect and he said let's go ghost hunting and I kind of was thinking to myself really ghost hunting that's what you want to do Um, but he did so um, I I found um, at the time it was Pacific Ghost Hunting Society and that um, evolved into Planet Paranormal and uh, him and I got involved with that. He stopped. I, I don't know whether he got scared or he just didn't want to do it anymore. Um, and he sort of got away from it. But I was having so much fun with the with the people that I was doing it with. And over time, we actually became family. Uh, that I just stuck with it. And uh, I've been doing it ever since. And I won't stop until the day I die. And uh, start haunting uh, other investigators. Oh, Jesus. You mean I have to worry about that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Christ. See, Pete's, Pete's going to see this, this naked ghost running around his house and wondering who it is, but he'll know. He will know. Well, you're astral projecting that now, dude. Well, that's true. Uh, I, I well, try and make sure that Pete can't sleep at night. Wow. Yeah, I know. Well, uh, Pete, well, how did you yeah. start out? Well, you know, you know, I, I'm a lot like Brian. I started really young, having um, experiences uh, when I was young. But my biggest uh, thing was is that I was about 12 years old, and uh, I was watching monster movies in my parents' house. And uh, I was sitting down there downstairs with my dog in my parents' house, and uh, uh, the room got really, really cold, and my dog started acting strange. Um, 
probably because he was sitting with me, but I digress. Um, and my dog started barking. I turned around and looked at what my dog was barking at, and I saw my grandfather walking downstairs, and um, which was cool, but my grandfather had passed like the year before. And uh, I walked over there to see my grandfather, and he was solid as I was looking at anybody. And uh, as I was walk- watching him walk downstairs, um, there was no sound. Uh, it was like I was. It was like I was watching him walking downstairs. There was no sounds. Yeah. There was no footfalls. Uh, and he, as he walked downstairs, he passed me. I felt really, really cold, felt really, uh, you know, how static electricity kind of feels, you know, you just kind of get that real weird charge, uh, walked past me and, uh, kind of walked through the door and, and then in the, in the, um, uh, in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, closet. Spin it out, spin it out. Yeah, I know. I'm just, yeah, I'm here. It's just my, my head's just kind of just mush. Uh, so I opened the door. I didn't expect him to see him in there, and I didn't. Uh, but uh, what was in there was a, um, it was like a big medallion that that had hung in uh, two of the houses that were, uh, that hung in uh, two of the houses that were, that uh, he built in uh, in New York. And uh, it was at that point that I kind of figured that he kind of went towards what he knew or what he owned, uh, you know, but at 12 years old, you really don't think that. And uh, I mean, that's my older self thinking that uh, I just yeah. kind of felt that it was, it was, you know, it was his stuff. Um, and from that point on, I just kind of started reading all I could uh, about haunted houses and, uh, and ghosts and just uh, move for, move through uh, school. Uh, I was called the ghost boy for a long time, turned into being the ghost man, uh, went through, you know, school and, and uh, high school and college and just studied all I could to get to basically where I'm at now. Long story short. Well, it's, uh, that was short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, 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 mean, there's a long, I mean, there's a longer story, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> Okay, you two. This is the Pete I'm and Brian trouble. show. <laughs> it's gonna weird. It's gonna be a weird show, Char. I love it already because uh, you're my kind, okay. kind, my people. <laughs> so, um, what's it's what's only gonna get stranger. Is, yes. Okay. So my experience with the ghost life is that they're real. They're not dead. So I really don't know that people are dead until somebody tells me they're dead. So I want to know how do you know, um, you know, so there's a lot of psychics that actually can summon a ghost, I think, or they say there's a ghost or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that happens because anytime this has happened to me, I actually, let's mm-hmm. say I'm dreaming about somebody or I see somebody, okay. I really think they're real. I don't think they're dead until I find out later they're dead. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Okay. So they're so they're coming to you and they're and they're just as talking to you as people. Yes, it's happened okay. many wow. many many times, and they actually once in a while they'll tell me something, and this is before this is what I don't understand. So I don't know if okay. you guys really understand this, but that people will come to me before they die and they'll tell me Mm -hmm. what to do and what to expect. And so I go carry out their wishes. 
I had to tell a friend of, of mine. This is heartbreaking, but what, I had to tell Kind of her. like a crisis operation? Wow. No, almost like a thing of a favor. Okay. Okay. So they told one person told me once he wasn't passed yet, but he but by he showed me a picture of him sort of taking a military uh, stand, and uh, it was at a cemetery. Then I figured out uh, mm-hmm. that he's trying to tell me he's passing. So I told his daughter, I said, "Can I tell you something?" Even though it's pretty pretty messed up, and she said, "Yeah." So I mm-hmm. said, "Well, your dad is going to pass within 30 days." And I'm sorry, yeah, but he's younger than my mother. I said, I know, I don't understand this stuff, you know. But anyway, he did right. die within 30 days. And so, you know, we followed wow. through with his instruction. So this this kind of thing of communicating with ghosts uh, and the dead, I don't know how it could be organized. You know what I mean? What yeah. are we doing? Huh. Well, it's fine. As far as me, I have maybe just a little bit less psychic ability than my tennis shoe. Um, So for me, I have to actually go in. That's actually a lot. I've heard Uh, your tennis shoe talk. Well, yeah, it 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 when it needs a bath. But um, yeah, so for me, unless unless I actually see something. um, Yeah. Or if something um, starts talking audibly, that is the only way that I will know if there is possibly a spirit present wherever I am. Um, case in point, uh, back in '09, uh, my partner Bob and I were down in the pool of the Queen Mary. Uh, we were the only two there, and uh, you're, I, I'm sure you're familiar with Jackie, the... Uh, a uh, little girl who passed away yeah, uh, little, drowned in the little, pool. Yeah, the little okay. kid by the pool. Yeah. So we're, we're down there, and um, we could actually – she was actually talking to us, audible, and she was carrying on a conversation. Now, I'm still a little skeptical, so what I was doing was literally running around the pool. You know, Bob's just busy having a, have, you know, talking to her. She was yelling at him, and they were, they were going back and forth. And I'm running around the pool trying to find where this little girl is hiding, when, screaming at us. So in, in my mind, I didn't at that point figure that she was a ghost. I thought that there was a girl somewhere hiding. Um, yeah. It, 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 it was so, I was so convinced that I went out of the pool, and there was a group of people selling books, and I was asking them if they – now, apparently I wasn't thinking straight because I was asking them if they saw a little dead girl. So yeah. apparently somewhere I, I believed that, you know, it was probably Jackie, at which point one of them held up a Bible. Um, it was a Christian group, and I think they were trying to have me, you know, be in an exorcism right then and there. But I, just, I sort of made a, a hasty retreat. Um, so for me, it's, it's one of those things where I almost need to be convinced because my psychic ability is, is, you know, all but non-existent. Um, so, you know, I'm one of those that has to rely on equipment, um, audio, um, and of course my senses. Um, 
I don't, Pete, I don't know how you are with that, but you know, for me, it's it, it has to be visual or audible or olfactory something. Well, I've I've had a <clears throat> excuse me. I I was in a house that was a, a, a it was a um, a 1900 storm survivor in Galveston, and um, the case that we were working, uh, the person was telling me that they uh, had, had they were hearing a lot of stuff in their attic. It was sounding like uh, people walking around, uh, talking, uh, muffled uh, sounds of. Uh, communication, stuff like that. Uh, so when we had gotten there, they had showed us the attic that all of this information was coming from. So, um, you know, I'm a big guy, so I couldn't, I couldn't get up there. So I sent somebody up there to try to uh, get the uh, attic door open. Uh, when we had gotten it open, uh, I looked up there and what we did see the shadows and, and the, and eyes, glowing eyes of uh, of what looked like children in there, and uh, and that would that was a that was freaky. Um, but once we opened it, uh, they never had any other uh, experiences in that house. Uh, I've also experienced in that same house, going around a corner, I did see what looked like uh, the appearance of a an ashen child, uh, and what looked like that the child had been. Uh, dead for a long time and it, it was appearing to me that like, like i said it had they had been uh dead for a long time so i, I do get the I, I do see sometimes uh what uh you know what these uh spirits do look like sometimes uh it's not it i don't see them all the time it is rare uh but i do i it, but it does happen as you know as i told you when i saw my grandfather um, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I'm, but I'm the type of person though, that, you know, I, as with Brian, uh, I, I do rely more on, uh, the equipment, uh, be, and, uh, if I, when I'm on an investigation as well, um, if I do experience these things, I will put equipment more towards the area. So I get, uh, you know, I, I, I get the, um, um, the confirmation of what I've experienced uh, on the on the equipment as well. So uh, yeah. I, I when I when I say what I've experienced, I have that backup. Um, but I don't consider myself, uh, you know, a psychic. I don't brand myself that. I don't go out and you know and and use that. But I do I do use you know for my own personal use. I I uh, I do use you know I do use it uh, investigating. Um, I have also experienced uh smells uh in places uh i had one place uh a- apple pies uh i smelled apple pies in one place uh so i mean it has it's been pretty uh been pretty uh been pretty uh pretty weird it's been a pretty weird trip so far i don't know if that yeah. answers your question but yeah it does because uh i was i was thinking while you guys were talking that i wonder uh, when we're in the presence of these spirits, does it alter what you see and think and feel? I don't know whether... Go ahead. Go ahead, Pete. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, for me, I don't... (laughs) It doesn't appear that they alter um, what we we see. Um, For me, I mean, I have seen... A couple um, apparitions. Neither one was a full body. Um, the the one was just 
insane. Um, it was um, a pair of jeans with tennis shoes with no torso. And it was as solid well, that, as... That's um, weird. Wow. Yeah, it, 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 it really was. And it was, it was kind of interesting because Bob and I were... It, this was at Wolf Manor. And um, we were picking up uh, some equipment California? that we... What's that? You mean California? Yeah, up in Clovis, California. Well, um, yeah, yeah I know that. Wolf, Wolf Manor's not. Yeah, unfortunately, I, Wolf Manor's not there anymore. But okay, can I tell you something? Literally, one of the most. Sure. Small world. My best friend, uh, brother, right? His his bro- her brother-in-law is Wolf's father. Todd, Todd Wolf's Todd? father? Yeah, Todd Wolf's father. So oh, really? We, that's uh, that's kind of... It's weird. We didn't know why we had so many friends together. Like, why would I know her her uh, brother-in-law's son? Like, what's what's that? You know what I mean? But, you know, we now we're friends. Yeah. He, he has, he, he's a wonderful guy, wonderful kid. You know what I mean? He's doing a great job, but they did tear down Wolf Manor. Yeah, what they what what the city of Clovis did to him with that was was really sad. I mean, you know, and, and the worst part is is that Todd would do so many things for the city, and then for them to just yeah. turn around and kind of stab him in the back was um, just you know just not right. Mm-hmm. No matter how you look at it. Um, no, it wasn't right. But yeah, but I mean, you know, with, with, as far as the spirits changing perception, um, yeah, I haven't, at least personally, I haven't found that. Um, like I said, I, I've seen uh, this half-body apparition. Um, I've, I've had um, a, a spirit, you know, grab my arm. It wasn't hard or anything, and tell me to get out. Um, well, actually, what he said was, is just leave. Um, wow. You know, and it, so, uh, and I mean, it, it was almost uh, one of those things where, you know, how you would treat a friend, you know, like, if, let's say uh, uh, Pete said something kind of off color to me, and it would be like me going, you know, just Pete, just leave. It, it was kind of that type of response um, from the spirit. So, I mean, I wasn't really nervous or anything, but um, I oh, haven't fine. noticed Pete, just leave. I get of, it. Oh, you don't know how many times I have said that. Yes, I okay, do. Okay, so I you weren't them. around I got when a quick, I said it. I got a quick it, bar. But, you know, so. I'm going to, hey, well, well, never mind. You Brian, know what? Um, I, Brian, I got, a, I got a question on you on those, on those, on the, uh, on the, on the jeans and the, on the shoes. How did, how did it present itself? Was it just, was it just walking? I mean, how, well, I, I'm just like, intrigued. I'm just like, intrigued how it showed itself like that. So, like I said, um, Bob and I were picking up our equipment, and it was in a room that they called the Black Room, and the reason for that yeah. was painted all black. It was, it was part of uh, when Todd uh, uh, had the house as a, a, a Halloween haunted house. Right. And as we, were, as, as we were picking up the equipment, Bob kind of made this um, little gasp and kind of jerked up a little bit, and I had asked him, you know, what was wrong, and he said that a face had just – um, appeared in front of him. So I was giving him kind of a hard time. 
and um, I had noticed that our friend Tom had just walked into the room. So I kind of looked over to where Tom was standing, and I started to say, Tom, do you believe that he – and I literally just stopped because it was not Tom. It was the jeans and tennis shoes um, with, you know, nothing above it. And I was just kind of standing there staring at, at, at this half-bodied apparition, and Bob had apparently thought that Tom had walked in as well. So he turns, and he literally does the same thing. Tom, I'm telling you, I get – and he does the same thing. He just stops. And here we are both staring at, um, you know, the, this this – I don't even know if you can call it a disembodied pair of jeans. Um, and after staring at it, it just disappeared. So – Bob kind of looked up at me. I looked back at Bob, and we both, at, almost at the same time, go, did you see that? And we, we both kind of went, uh-huh. And he goes, yeah, let's not tell anybody. And, of course, naturally, we tell everybody we, you yeah. know, we get to listen. But, um, you know, it, it was just one of those things that was just so weird. And I, it was literally um, completely solid. It, it was like we were staring at a person only it was only half a person so was there any was there any history to sh- to show that there was something that happened that there would only be a half of a person there or do you think it might have just been that there was not enough energy for it for it to show all of itself hmm. um you know that that's a good question it wolf manor had a, a reputation of having its uh, spirits uh do weird things um okay. whether they were trying to um you know f- uh, purposely freak people out play jokes on them okay. it could have been any number of things it it could have been the lack of energy because the house itself um did not have electricity so the only okay. um power in the house were from our batteries from our uh, our own bodies of electromagnetic energy and things gotcha. like that. So it is very gotcha. possible that, um, you know, it just couldn't get enough energy to, to make a full body. Um, gotcha. Or it could have just, it could have just thought, nah, I'm messing these guys. Okay. Um, what do you, but it, what do you it think definitely happened? messed with us. What do you think happened with all that ghost energy now that everything's torn down and, He's built a beautiful apartments up there, real nice place memory. Well, place memory. Actually, yeah. he he did he he the the lot from what I understand is still uh, empty. So I don't believe that he actually built the apartments on the Wolf Manor property. Um, oh. Now I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that uh, he already owned the apartments. Um, but I do know that he had wanted to use um, the old mansion as part of a haunted hotel. Now, it's very possible that spirits are not really within the same time frame that we are. So who knows? For them, the the mansion could still be there, Um, the old hospital. Mm -hmm. Because Wolf Manor at one point was a a hospital uh, for, for the elderly. <clears throat> until it was shut down in 87. Um, yeah. Or they could have moved on to other locations in the area. Um, well, our psychic, unfortunately, well, our psych- the city of Clovis. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
I was going to say our psychic cells pick up uh, the place. Our psychic cells pick up the place memory of of, of the place. So even though that the building isn't there, uh, the the land underneath of it uh, could retain um, the energy of what was in the building, and uh, you could be still picking up some of the energies of what was there, and uh, you could be still picking up some of the ener- uh, some of the of uh, of the events that had happened there. Um, so you know that could be happening too. Yeah, that that and that that's really quite possible. Um, one of the uh, one of the cases I wrote about in Hollywood Obscura was um, Ramon Navarro, <clears throat> and I won't go into the whole, uh, you know, what happened to him and everything. But after Navarro was murdered, um, he haunted his house where he was murdered, and over the years there were actually people who would buy the house specifically because it was haunted. Then there was a, um, a buyer who didn't want to have anything to do with the ghosts and thought, well, I'm just going to tear it down, rebuild a different home, and that will get rid of the ghost. What that actually did was make the hauntings even more intense. So, you know, just because you, you do something to a property or a building doesn't mean that the ghosts just automatically go away. In, in this particular case, I think it just pissed Ramon off. Yeah, because they, I think they insist on their way of life, if you want to call it that. But they, they do want to persist, and that's why they're there. So I think they're very persistent spirits that want to do this. You know, that's their life. You know, they, they have an afterlife, yeah. in other words. So they're going to persist. Yeah, it's, it's you know? like Lucille, Lucille Ball still haunts the, uh, the, the house where hers used to be. Um, and you know, it, it's another case where the house was torn down, rebuilt, uh, but she's still there and she's still playing with, uh, with the residents. Um, and from I what didn't I understand, that. she's, uh, I didn't know she's that still either. a jokester. Well, uh, I don't well, know. I'm kind of you, you What? Sorry, I had to give him a hard time. It's been too long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm kind of disturbed by that. I don't know why. I I was hoping poor Lucy could go on and, you know, because she did a lot here. You know, maybe, I don't know. Dang. You know, okay, it, it's what, very it, possible that it's her choice yeah. to stay behind. Um, I mean, just yeah. because you die doesn't mean that your free will is taken away. So maybe right. she was just one of those people that enjoyed being here so much. She thought, man, I'm going to stick around. Because she does seem to still be having some fun in uh, in her old house. So okay, okay. Now, uh, you know, I was going to ask you that. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of heartbroken. I'm kind of heartbroken over the Natalie Wood thing, but I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, well, well, I am kind. I am kind of happy though that they did reopen the case, though. Yes, me too. Me too. Because I, I really think that, uh, that I really think there's something there. Well, it's yeah, definitely something too. none of us can forget. It won't let it won't let me go. It's, I, I'm actually still brokenhearted over this. Well, in uh, my Hollywood Obscura book, um, one of the chapters is uh, about Natalie Wood and her uh, uh, her spirit, and yeah. I don't flat out accuse Robert Wagner um, and I'm I'm really not sure that he 
murdered her, to be to be perfectly honest with you. But more, I believe that he allowed her to die. Um, there, there were just some things that were just not quite kosher with how long it took for him and Davern to uh, call the Coast Guard after uh, they knew that she was gone. Um, from some of the research I did, there were other people that heard her calling for help um, in, the, in the general vicinity of the Splendor. Which means, mm-hmm. you know, it seems to me that they would have been able to hear her as well. Um, I've been yeah. to uh, the Isthmus Two Harbor, and it is not a um, a very large harbor. Um, right. So if she was in the water, she and calling out for help, somebody should have done something. Um, but the fact that it took an hour or more for uh, Robert Wagner and uh, uh, Captain Davern to even call the Coast Guard or the, the Harbor Patrol, some just is really fishy with that. Yeah, I think so, too. I think, so too. I too. And then Christopher Walken was aboard, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Well, wasn't it rumor was, that uh, she was... Wasn't it rumor that uh, she was doing a movie with him and um, supposedly she was having an affair with him or, or something along those lines? Wasn't that brainstorm? Okay, so at, at, it was brainstorm, correct? And they yeah. they had been yeah. taking a break from filming uh, over Thanksgiving to go to um, uh, Two Harbors, Catalina, and yeah. the Robert Wagner was accusing um, the two of having an affair, even though they weren't. Um, okay. And then that, that night, they were uh, all three of them were hammered. I mean, literally yeah. hammered, um, and. Once they got back to the boat, uh, Walken and uh, Wagner had a big old argument because, um, well, I won't go into why they were having an argument, but it it actually came up, and Wagner broke a bottle, threatened Walken with it, who, to his credit, just looked at Wagner and went, I'm going to bed, and just left. And so he he went to bed. Uh, Natalie Wood had already gone to bed by that time. Uh, Wagner had gone to do some more drinking. Um, so, yeah, the, the the whole thing was, there's just something really fishy about the whole circumstance. Very. And then and Natalie, I don't a, know. I don't, go great. ahead. Well, she well, had a well, problem. I was say, she, 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 was, she was definitely scared of water anyway, For so yeah. for her. To uh, to even attempt to go get off the boat is fishy anyway. Yeah, just give well, me the chills. Supposedly, she wasn't trying to get off the boat, but she was trying to tie up the dinghy. Uh, apparently, that dinghy had a habit of uh, coming loose and then okay. banging against the uh, uh, the hull of the splitter, which would keep her awake. And okay. what she would usually do is go is go to Wagner or uh, Captain Davern and ask them if they could, uh, you know, tie it up so it wouldn't do that. So, you know, that in and of itself, why wouldn't she have gone to one of them and asked them to tie it up instead of trying to do it herself? So, Hmm. you know, plus the bruises that were found, some of them uh, were defensive bruises. Uh, There's just a, a lot of strange things with that case. 
Now, well, you know Natalie's I, sister swears that Wagner killed her. Yeah. I, I I would not want to think that about him, but I believe her sister. Because she, she, usually sisters, I have a bunch of sisters. I have like four sisters. And we tell each other everything. And I'm sure she had an earful from Natalie, you know, about their relationship. So I believe the sister. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I don't know what to really believe in that particular case. Um, I just know that there are some very fishy things with it. Um, I really don't believe that RJ actually killed her, but I do believe he allowed her to uh, die knowing that she was in the water. Yeah. I, I, I think it went like that, you know, cause there's a, uh, when you're drinking, your inhibitors are down, and your thinking is faulty. And he probably just probably just thought that, oh, let's let her uh, sink for a while, or whatever whatever thing a person can think. And unfortunately, it was permanent. Hey, Charlie. Charlie, I got a question for you. You're a UFO experiencer, correct? Yes. What's what happened? What? <laughs> okay. I, I'm always ex- I'm oh. I, I'm always I, I'm always ex- I, I, I always like to hear uh, what what happened to folks when that when that stuff happens. Okay, this is what happened. So okay. I me and my best friend and my sister was in the back seat. My best friend was driving, and I was I was in. I'm sorry about the dog. I was in the okay. passenger seat. So I was going okay. down the 405. If you know the 405 towards Long Beach, and we were in the slow lane. So you can imagine where we were. And we were going near the okay. airport. And do you know where those white tanks are that go up and down? Those weird, uh, I don't know if they're gas or fuel tanks, but they're white, big white tanks. I was just okay. looking at well, the uh, white tanks. The 405, we were going to Long Beach. You know that area uh, well, yeah, near I'm trying, the airport? I'm trying to pick to the white. Are you talking about the Long Beach airport? No, but it was well, we were, but I think we were yeah, near yeah. there. But there was this white. Right, well, it's, it's, it's not a. I don't know. I'm trying okay, to figure ahead. out. Okay, the so I was looking at those tanks, and then my friend and my sister was laying down in the back seat because she was tired, and we just came from work. We wanted to go to this dance, and uh, that was in Long Beach. So my friend who was driving. Uh, she said this, what the, and I, I turned around to look at what she was pointing. I first looked at what she, her point, she was pointing, I looked at her hand, and then I looked up mm-hmm. in the sky. And coming, okay, so we're going south, but this was going north on the freeway, slow. It was going pretty slow, and it looked like a gray, flat gray uh, sort of not metallic because you couldn't tell what kind of material it was. It was the size of okay. a Volkswagen. And if you were uh, going to uh, like have an airplane pumped up as fat as it could go, like a okay, you know, just keep pumping up a toy airplane. And it's it was that big and it was flat gray, the size of a VW, but coming at us sideways. And there was no windows, no rivets, no no, no seams to see how it was put together because that's the way the mind line was working. Like, how does this, how does this fly? You couldn't hear anything, and it was really low. 
and it was slow, low, and going right over our heads. So we were watching it, and then I remember my brain started thinking, and that was a weird feeling. You know what I mean? It's it's a weird, creepy, crawly, electrical kind of feeling in your brain. Like I was trying to find a spot where this fit in my brain cells, I guess, and it didn't fit anywhere. So I looked away and looked out the window, and all of us forgot that we even saw it. We totally blacked out. So we're at the dance, and I remember we had all been watching this this guy we thought was so handsome. <laughs> and we were watching him, and uh, I remember that we're talking about him and everything because they were all Google over this one guy and all this. And anyway, so we thought all it was right. funny because when we were watching when he got out on the dance floor, and he danced like some kind of grasshopper. And we were all like joking. <laughs> like, like, oh, my God, why didn't we watch him dance? Like, we liked the romance and the mystery until we found out he couldn't dance. You know, we were like that back then. This was crazy. It was in the 80s. So anyway, we left. And there was like three sailors. And there's three of us. And these sailors wanted to go for coffee, right? So we're, at, we're all outside waiting. I think my sister had to go to the restroom. So me and Rosemary are standing there with these three sailors. So I asked the sailor, what's your sign? <laughs> Something like that. And he said, I said, what's your birthday? I never said, what's your sign? I said, what's your birthday? And so he said his birthday, which was my birthday. And I went, July 13th. And then I looked at Rosemary and something in my brain like cracked a little bit. Like it's uh opening a, a rusted vault shut. It was very, extremely difficult to recall this memory. So I looked at Rosemary. Because of the, the synchronicity of the birthdays, it right. let me slip in there, and whatever blocked memory I had, I was able to look at her and said, didn't we see a UFO on the way over here? That's just what I said. And she looked at me, and she started screaming. And I started screaming. The guys took off. Christine didn't know what happened to our sailors, you know what I mean, my sister. And so we went back home. I said, did you see anything? She said when she turned around out of the back window, she thought she saw a bat wing, which was nothing like what we saw. But maybe right. the end of it was because people have said it looks like a wing. But from our point of view, it didn't look like that. But you know that new, rad- you know that new radar they, that the Pentagon just released? Did you see those uh, – pictures of uh, the radar pictures? No, I haven't. That's what I'm trying to say. Am I the only one that saw the dang things? Like, okay, the <laughs> Pentagon recently, this is crazy, okay? I'm living in a parallel universe. So, anyway, recently the Pentagon themselves released shots of UFOs that they caught on their radar, right? Nobody's seen it. I watched it, and plus if they see it, they discount it. Really, this is you guys got to go look at it because you're going to be quite shocked. And anyway, that's what the shape of this thing looks at. So you want to go look and see what the shape was they had. But then if you watch the film Father In, it's talking about, oh, my God, we got on radar. Oh, look, at there's a fleet behind them. I'm like, is anybody hearing this that they just saw a fleet of UFOs? Nobody has said it, and you guys didn't even see it. So I – have a certain superpower, right? It's, and it's it's weird. It's it's called noticing. I notice stuff people other people don't notice. You know what I'm saying? I've, well, I've never heard of that, but okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know it's new. 
So I've been appointed the noticer on the planet, I guess. So I notice things people don't notice. This has gone on since I was a little kid. I've actually been okay. able to save lives through this. So I mean noticing things people don't notice, and it's happened over and over. I can't tell you any, until it still happens to this day. Right? Okay. That's pretty cool, though. Okay. It's cool and it's strange because something really big just happened here uh, yesterday, I think. Yesterday. Okay. What happened? Was, uh, okay. You guys want to hear? Yeah. Sure. Definitely. Okay. So I'm going down Crenshaw Boulevard. I'm in Old Torrance, right? Okay. So I'm driving down Crenshaw Boulevard, and if you know this area, I was going north, so the refinery's to my left, right? What was to your left? Crenshaw Boulevard at, uh, uh, well, it says Dalamo, but that's the area okay. old farm. Okay, so I'm driving right. north. Over the refinery. Yes, exactly. So the refinery's on the left. So I'm driving by, and something said, pay attention, because I've had a lot of bizarre experiences on Crenshaw Boulevard. I mean, weird. And I looked over there, and this is what I see. 20 extremely big white, all the trucks were white. 20 big white trucks. About 10 small trucks. About 40 guys. I was looking at this, and I was thinking, isn't this a little bit excessive? And then they were holding these long, long, long white poles. And on the, there was lights on the poles. And I said, well, you know, this looks like it's setting up for a stage. I don't know what's wrong over here. But that's a trip. You don't think so they were putting that, up those 5Gs, do you? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. the way the... I even noticed the way the trucks were parked. Like, they were very much parked like a bunch of Legos. I mean, really close. I don't know how they did it that's good. This is some great right. parking, I'm telling you. And 20 big trucks, 15 little trucks, 40 guys for one one street thing. So I said, okay, that's weird. So I actually texted my friend, and uh, she works uh, for Northrop. She's a rocket scientist. So anyway, so I, I messaged to her, there's something going Stay away from Crenshaw. There's something going on down here, and just stay away. Don't come by. So I know she has to go pick up her husband and stuff like that, and she always takes Crenshaw. So actually, four, four hours later, so I'm back home again. And then she tells me, I know she, she kind of sent me a weird text, and I don't remember what she said. But I went, well, what the hell? You know, looking at the text. And I said, well, I'm just telling you. So what happened was is that when she went by, it was clear there's nothing over there. And it actually didn't happen to like three hours later. And she told wow. me, <laughs> I know, she told me, Charlene, you're in the time warp again, because it didn't happen until three hours later. I went, what are you talking about? So when it's happening, this is, happens over and over, I'm telling you. This is one of the biggest things I've ever seen like this. But when it's happening, I know for sure it's happening, but I'm paying extra close attention, which is, Kind of, because usually you just glance, glance at this stuff as you're driving by, but for some reason mm-hmm. I had to make take note of the trucks. It was all everything was white. Every truck over there was white, but right. it really didn't happen. What it was is a a power line went down three hours later, and then there were trucks over there three hours later. So what do you think about that? So, 
kind of like precognition. You kind of saw it before it happened. Yeah, it's basically yeah, but... exactly what it is, is a, a precognitive ability. Yeah. Uh-oh. But it's it's getting, to me, it's getting to be more and more of an extravaganza. So okay. I, I don't know. How do you handle the riots, the locked-up coronavirus virus, the ghosts running around, and now we've got this going on? Hmm. He handles it, but I handle it with rum, vodka, and possibly tequila. <laughs> but, you know, that's just me. <laughs> I handle it with Ben and Jerry's because I can't take this. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't take drugs. I wish I was having more sex. That'll probably help. But I'm yeah. telling you, this is some serious stuff because I I don't feel like. Well, you know, I'm. I guess in my old in my old age, something is happening to me. I was just talking to my mom about this, is that what I'm getting is more confidence, you know, and more stability. And I don't know why at this time in my life when you be the most vulnerable, you know, you get older, but I'm feeling more confidence. And this kind of shatters what what things appear to be is not what's really going on. That's what's so weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, these – yeah, these – these these times are really really strange that's going on. I, I can't I, I can't explain it. It's just, it's just I don't know. It's definitely not to... a psychic thing, but it's just definitely a weird thing. I mean, we we've definitely lived uh, two years within the last uh, six months. Oh yeah. It, uh, oh yeah. It feels like know. that for everybody. There's some massive yeah. kind of strange time shift. Everybody's sleeping a lot. You know what I mean? It's just weird. It's a it's yeah. a weird feeling too. But I, you know, I went out yesterday. That's why. I was, but I want to go see, you know, what is really going on. You know, but what I'm seeing going on is uh, it's not there yet. It's really hard hard to live like that because when my friend when my friend told me, I said, you know, it's really hard to stay, you know, mentally adjusted in this world. <laughs> Like, I'm, waiting for the, I'm waiting for the saber tooth rabbits to start coming coming yes. forth. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about the the evil to- the evil toads, the murder hornets, the it's just a mess well, out there. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, the murder hornet. Yeah, they they brought forth the murder hornets, but it, it, when the riot started, I hadn't heard <laughs> yeah. anything about coronavirus or the murder yeah. hornets. We went straight exactly. straight to the riots. They're scared. They took off, and I don't mm. blame them. Yeah, the murder hornets got scared. Yeah, because we're shut I'm, down. I'm waiting, to wake, I'm waiting to wake up some morning, look out at my front lawn, and seeing a uh, jackalope and a chupacabra dancing a waltz. <laughs> oh, that's, that's happening That's together. happening out here in Texas right now. Yeah. The Texas jackalopes are out here uh, in full yeah. force. They, they, they got, yeah, exactly. They're out here with, uh, they're out here with switchblades. They're 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 taking care of the rats out here and the cockroaches. Lord have mercy, that's a terrible thing to see. Oh yeah, we forgot. <laughs> up in the Arctic, the river turned red because the dang Russians sprung a leak up there. Really? Did you hear about this? I, I, no. I hadn't even heard about that. I hadn't oh even heard my about God. that. It's, yes, it's, a big oil thing we're actually not hearing about. I wonder why. How weird. 
Well, you know, the, the news is being taken up with the with the with the riots and the pandemic, yeah. and they're really no, they're not re- broadcasting much of anything else. Well, they had a huge gas spill that turned the river red up in the Arctic, so they've really jacked us up up there. And they didn't tell Putin for three days, and so Putin is mad. <laughs> People won't well, talk yeah. to him. Well, they're not they're probably tell him afraid to shoot him. Yes. So he's disturbed because it's too late. The cleanup is really hard because I think it's all it's all turned the rivers red. And before that, it was beautiful. But now it's red up there. So now we've got the red rivers and stuff. But I wanted to talk about right. a little bit about, I know it's crazy. I have to keep everybody updated on what's going on and what I think is going to be going on two hours ahead of time. And that's pretty difficult. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, Brian. Yes? What is Wyatt up to? Get it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you uh, you don't know. I Have don't you know. Have seen your dog? <laughs> Seriously, oh, have you seen your dog? Yes. You mentioned All Wyatt. Right, so Why don't you tell Shar about Wyatt? Yeah, I want to hear about okay. Wyatt. So. Wyatt, Wyatt has his own Facebook page. Uh, so Aww. if you're interested, I haven't put anything out in a while. It's a Wandering Wyatt's Wanderlust. Now, um, the the city of Torrance has a really good um, television studio with uh, uh, Green Street. I mean, literally the whole shebang. They actually have uh, people from MTV will come and rent it out. Uh, to use it to to shoot videos and things like that. So I was um, what they call a producer for, uh, you know, uh, just the local cable channel. And I was trying to put together a talking heads type of uh, uh, paranormal show just for for the city. Um, And I was looking for creepy things to put on the desk. Now, I was up at uh, Silver City Ghost Town up in uh, Bodfish by uh, Kernville. And yeah, uh, my buddy owns owns, yeah. owns the ghost town. And so I was asking him if, uh, you know, hey, Jay, do you have any weird and creepy things? And he goes, well, um, I do have one, but um, I don't want to uh, give them to you. And I'm, uh, I'm thinking, him? What? what? And I'm like, well, okay, well, why? Well, uh, he's cursed. Uh, Jay, you know I don't believe in curses. Uh, well, you know, hey, Brian, you, you really don't want this thing. And uh, I'm like, no, you know what, just bring him out show me. So he brings out this funky-looking bobblehead. <laughs> and it's 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 got this weird semi-cowboy hat with a feather, plastic feather in it. It's holding this little stubby gun. It's got these giant feet. And its head's just bobbing. And I'm looking at this thing going, this would be perfect for the show. Uh, so I finally talked him into uh, uh, letting me have have him. And at this time, Wyatt did not have a name. He, he was just the ugly bobblehead. And he's actually staring at me from the back seat. This is kind of scary. Um, so uh, we're... We're leaving, uh, going out the backside, which is out the desert way, out off the 14, and um, 
my brother-in-law is driving. Uh, my wife is in the passenger seat. My sister-in-law and I are in the back seat. And Wyatt is sitting between the two front seats on the console. Now, okay. my wife keeps looking over at him, and she's, like, tripping out on this thing. So, um, finally, she goes, you know what? Do something with him. I'm like, what do you mean? Just get him out of here. Do something with him. I'm like, well, what do you want me to do with him? He's just a bubbler. Put him on the floor. Just put him on the floor. Like, All right. So, I grab him. I put him on the floor. The minute I put him on the floor, her seat belt tightens around her neck. <sighs> and... I'm I'm like cracking up, you know. I'm thinking, okay, this is just a coincidence. My sister-in-law is starting yeah. to laugh. My brother-in-law is looking over at her, uh, at at my wife, like, what What are you doing? And it keeps getting tighter and tighter. Uh-huh. And now all of a sudden, I hear her go, "All right, put him back, put him back, just put him back." So I put him back, and the minute I do, the seatbelt releases. Uh-oh. Now. After that, we were all kind of going, all right, this is just weird. So just to make sure, we pulled into a, 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 I can't remember the name of the town. It was like Palm, the Palmdale area. And uh, to go in for dinner, I'm like, you know what? I, to hell with it. I'm bringing him in. I'm, I'm bringing him in for dinner. <laughs> I didn't want to take any chances. So at, we're at dinner, and that's where, that's where uh, my wife named him Wyatt. Uh, I can't even remember where she got the name, but then over the last couple of years, he has done it to a few other people that have made fun of him uh, while we were driving and their seatbelt would just tighten until they apologized. (gasps) Now, recently um, it was um, last October, I'm sorry, it was, it was last November um, we're driving up to Virginia City, and the day before I had gotten the car washed, and I could not find Wyatt anywhere. I looked through the car, and I figured, okay, one of the guys at the car wash must have stolen this ugly bobblehead for some reason. Um, and I was actually kind of bummed about it because Wyatt has actually sort of become my travel companion. He's got a little spot on my motorcycle handlebars, and he he just rides on my motorcycle with me. It's little head bobbing away. It, at people, um, which is a, a conversation starter with a lot of people as they drive by. Uh, we won't even go into that. Um, so I'm kind of bummed that, that I've, I thought that he was gone for good. Well, I started to get a little bit tired, so I pulled in to a Starbucks. Um, I get out of the car, and I look toward the back seat, and I see his head sticking out from underneath the uh, driver's um, seat, but in the back of it. And I'm like, whoa, that's weird. And so I, I, I tell my wife, I go, hey, look, why it's back here. And I realize that his head is turned the wrong way. His head is usually turned to the right, and now it's staring out the window at the left. So I open the, uh, open the door, and I look, and I'm like, where the hell did he go? And I don't see him. He, he He's not underneath the seat where I saw him. So I'm like, all right, this is just weird. So I start to look around. I look underneath the driver's seat, and now he is all the way up in front of the seat. And how he got there, I still have no clue. So needless to say, I now treat him with kid gloves, just in case. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, this, so, this so, every, so every time so every time Brian gets mad at me, he sends it me. Huh? That's not so fair. every time Brian gets mad at me, he sends he sends them to me. Yeah. So you know, people, I, I, I people belong Warren. So. He, he belongs in that Warren Museum with that weird doll. Oh no, he doesn't need any more energy. Wyatt okay. has enough energy. Yeah, <laughs> and he doesn't need his head any bigger. Yeah, that's all you. Yeah, yeah, that's all you need is to have Wyatt get Annabelle's energy. He's, he yeah. he gets enough. He has enough. He has enough of his own energy. This is that's uh-huh. crazy. Well, and, and, I can't. And, and here's my buddy Bob and I, uh, my partner. We we take a lot of trips. You know, we we go to Paracons and speak and things like that. Yeah. And at first he was just you know like you know dude get get that little creepy doll out, out of the out of the hotel room. Yeah, I don't like it. Now he's like, okay. Where's where's Wyatt? We got to make sure that he's safe. And it's like, okay, Bob, you know, do you really think Wyatt is actually moving around? He goes, yes. I don't have, I never, even as a child, I never liked dolls. You know what I mean? I had a bunch of little sisters that were there already. I already knew how to take care of little babies and stuff like that. But I was, I've always been scared of dolls to this day. I never, I don't, I don't own one doll or anything like that. I just accidentally bought salt and pepper shakers. And they looked like little elves, and that was bad enough. You know, now I'm wondering why, what, what the hell did I get these little brown elves for? <laughs> well, because they're a certain vintage. And uh, well, so I, I, I was saying, I'm... what? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm starting to wonder about dolls. Um, when yeah, I don't like coming them. back from Michigan last Last June, uh, we stopped off at an antique store in uh, Amarillo, and the owner gave me this funky, big, porcelain-headed doll. And I was no, like, no. why? Um, so I, I just I put it in our laundry room, which is actually out in the backyard. It's a, uh, you know, it's got a shower in it and everything. But you know, we use it as a laundry room. And I swear, yeah. every time I walk in there, it's like the eyes are following me. It's terrible. Her head will not be in the same spot. I'm just beginning to wonder whether all dolls have a life of their own. No, you're just walking around in your shorts again. (laughs) 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 That's why the doll's stirring the head. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. How how are you guys doing on... Go ahead. How are you guys doing doing on on time? How how are do you what? guys doing on time? How do you feel? On time what about do you need what? As far as time? Well, about as time is uh uh getting tired. Are you are you uh, right now on the show right now? Oh, we're good. Hey, it's only seven good. o'clock for me. Oh. oh, good, good, good. Okay, me too. It was early, but I just wanted yeah, to I'm good. Get... It's only nine. It's only nine o'clock here for me. I'm good. Oh, cool. Okay. I can go. I can go till ten. I'm good. We can party. We can party now. That's why. Yeah, we're so, good. Yeah. That's cool, cool. I just want to check in and, you know, that's all. Everybody's cool. Yeah, if no, I'm good. Food. Okay, good, good. Well, Brian's, good. Brian's okay, older I'm, than I'm, me. I'm, he might – Brian's older than me. He might need to have a – take a uh, have a bull, have a Red Bull or something. <laughs> I I may be yeah. older, but I'm much better looking. 
Uh-oh. Well, Let's remember that. That's okay. I, I'll take right, that. I'll take that. Can I, okay. Can I talk about something else that is very much of interest in me? Uh, as far sure. as hypnotherapy and forensic hypnotherapy and witness recall and stuff. So I actually am just on the verge of retiring. I'm a, I have been working at this last 15 years as a therapist for a prisoner. So, so my title is oh, a I'm in trouble counselor. now. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in trouble now. Listen, the spidey sense is turned off, okay? I have to let people okay. have their room. So anyway, okay. so, uh, you know, about I am getting just... sleepy. I am getting very sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, I'm a counselor. I never oh, did. Okay, I'm it. sorry. I'm awake. I'm awake. I swear. Go ahead. Okay. No, so uh, you Kevin haven't been awake for years. Oh, I know, shut up. It's forensic. <laughs> it's forensic. It's a knack, I think. You know. So if you're into uh, investigating and criminology and wanting to know about mm-hmm. the dented minds or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I took right. a liking to it, and so I started studying it. But then you then. Uh, after my first year working with uh, there's their federal prisoners that have mm-hmm. done everything from all of it's big. So, cause once you get to the right. federal, you're the biggest drug dealer, you're the biggest white collar criminal. I've had them all. I even have probation officers in there that I've been ashamed of, right. you know, what right. are you doing here? You know, but anyway, right. but it, it can, it could be justice doctors. I've had everybody, even the Enron people, everybody's been in there. But wow. there's a okay. certain knack. Yeah, it's a certain knack you have to have to work with people. First of all, to me, you have to love people, which I do. Mm-hmm. You have to have care and concern. Yeah, you have. You, yeah, you you have to want. You have to want to. I mean, it's just not something that yeah. you just. You have to do. You have to want to. You have to, because yeah, uh, if you don't. Yeah, you after yourself, a while, you just can't. You just can't get around it. You just can't get around no. it. No. Because if you don't tell the truth, you can't yeah. expect them to tell you the truth. You know what I yeah. mean? So yeah, people I, pick up. People people do pick up. If you're not genuine, people do pick up on it. Yeah, because they're they're faster than anybody except for me. You know what I mean? So of course they know right away that something's up. You know because uh, yeah. one of I have you know I've had the worst people in there that you can imagine, mm-hmm. and I've had the best people in there who just got in some right. trouble. You know what I mean? And so when you start working with people forensically, I -hmm. could see where the forensic hypnosis and hypnotherapy and the recall could be very effective. And I just Mm -hmm. wanted to know, how is it used in your work? Well, what I've used it for, uh, I've worked with missing missing people, you know, missing children, missing adults. And uh, I've used it for witness recall, mostly. Um, what I've done is I, I go back to – what I do is I interview people, and I look at uh, you know specific dates, specific, specific times, and bring them back to those specific dates, specific times, and try to pull out as many uh, researchable data points as I can, you know, uh, you know, the who, what, where, why, when. So um, I can pull out as much information as I can. Um, so um, – Police, uh, police, or um, private investigators can uh, pull out that information and uh, and uh, either um, interview them under hypnosis while I'm there uh, to pull out more information from what they had originally uh, stated, 
to get more information to get to get more uh, to get more information to either um, you know find out who you know find out who it was uh, you know see if we can pull a name uh, a license plate partial license plate uh, more information on the crime uh, a location um, of all of which I have done um, for police uh, if it's a missing child uh, see if I could get more uh, more uh, detail of what they've seen, who, you know, who, who it was that, uh, who it was that abducted them, uh, see if they can get more information on the child or the adult so they can see who they're looking for, um, any information on the crime itself to see if, uh, you know, so they can get more data points to see if we, they can try to nail the person of what they've done uh, or what to look for. Uh, if it's a weapon, see if they can find, if there's a weapon in the location, if that they can't find it. Um, or even, you know, as far as I mean, as far as I hate to get gross, but sometimes even if it's a body part that they couldn't find, uh, I've I've been asked that before, you know, when they're looking for uh, pieces, you know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, um, I've had, <clears throat> excuse me, I've had victims try to describe what happened to them. You know, sometimes you get they get blocked, um, you know, when we have a traumatic event happen. Um, our brain um, will block it out because they're trying to protect us. And mm-hmm. um, I have I have gone through, uh, you know, I've had their subconscious try to remove those blockages and try to have them uh, tell what they have experienced or what they have seen. And I try to have them recall that without having uh, having without having them experience all of the. Um, all of the pain and the trauma and the drama, but I, what I have them do is I have them look at it in um, in a third person, more like looking at it as like watching a movie. So they see themselves on a TV screen, and they see and they see what's happening, but they don't relive it because they've already relived all of that, and so um, they don't need to experience all of that pain and trauma and drama. Why do you have to? Now I've had to have them re-experience that sometimes because the police need to have them uh, sometimes re-experience that because of maybe some of the um, uh, ex- some of the damage that they've incurred or something for for whatever reason. And if that if that has happened, I try to have them um, when it's happened. I try to numb it if if I can. Sometimes you can't. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just sometimes it's just too painful. Um, you know, and if that's the case, then you just try to do it as quickly as you can and try to get them out as quickly as possible. Um, when that's the case, you just, you just try to, um, you, you, you just try to, um, watch them and, um, and when they get too deep into it, you have, you have to pull them as quickly as possible. Once the, once they get that, um, now when I do stuff like that, um, I'm always there with law enforcement, so they watch it because I want them there as a witness yeah. first of all, and uh, secondly, um, it's it's always good that they're there to see that. So uh, if I am called uh, as a witness, you know that they can also confirm what they've seen. So I, I'm not placing any information uh, for false uh, for false memory. Um, they could see what I'm doing, um, so they can confirm what I'm doing. Um, but you know, it's, it's to me, uh, I, I, I've always, uh, 
I've always I've always enjoyed what I've done, uh, what I've been doing with it. Uh, you know, especially when I'm working with folks with PTSD uh, to try to help them out. Um, that's always been a, a real challenge when you're dealing with folks that have been in, in war type situations, um, and uh, especially children when they've uh, been abused. Uh, I've dealt with folks like that too, but uh, but um, it's been very very rewarding for me. Uh, having done it so far, I've, I've been doing it since about uh, 2005. Yeah. 2005. Yeah. Well, has anything ever popped up like the people? Well, like we were talking about before, like any uh, alien abductees or anything like that. Uh, you know, I had one case that a gentleman was telling me something about. Um, that he was seeing what looked like a gray and um i've i've just i've just not really i have never really been trained to do that so i usually yeah. uh refer i usually refer over to daryl sims he deals with a uh, uh, abductees uh exactly. i just i've just never i've just never worked with them it's not it's not it's not that i couldn't do it i've just i've just never tried i've just never tried it and it, to me, uh, you know, I have talked with Daryl on several different occasions. It just seems like it's a very, a very touchy thing, and I just, I just rather have somebody do it that's done it, uh, than try to, uh, you know, than try to do it without having the experience. That's very professional of you. You know, what I mean, to you know, uh, know that there's a yeah, limit. I, I just don't want to. Exp- yeah, I, I just don't want to experiment on 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 somebody's psyche. It just doesn't. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me. Well, you know, like that movie Communion when uh, Christopher Walken was coming up again. Anyway, he was being hypnotized, and all that stuff came up. And uh, yeah, it's uh, of course I've met Whitley Strieber, and I know Daryl Sims, and uh, he works with Yvonne Smith, who does do the the hypnotherapy people, and. Uh, it's uh, it does take a certain uh, expertise because a lot of the times I don't think the abductees even believe themselves what's happening. You know, it's a very you know, tricky it's a, thing. It, you know, it's a very traumatic thing. Uh, to for, first of mm-hmm. all, <clears throat> for it to happen, I think the I think the first thing is is that you know, you, do you believe it happened? I mean, it, it's it's something that's yeah. just so far out there. That you know, did it happen? First, first of all, um, you know, um, and then secondly, uh, when I think when you probably have um, when you when you go under hypnosis and you start having um, answers come forth, um, I guess it would be the traumatic event of you getting some information and then you you're then having to listen to it from yourself saying that it happened then to start believing it you know when you hear you telling yourself what happened you know then you have the shock of of uh you know what the hell is that i mean yeah. then you have to believe then you have to believe you i mean you know i, I would say that that would be the second shock you know you you telling you now then yeah. then then it's like, okay, what what's going on? I mean, who is that? And you you know, you know it's you, but then it's like, do you believe that? So then you have to go through and say, then you have to digest that, 
And then once you've digested that to, to, to believe if it happened or didn't happen, and then you have to, then you have to go through and say, okay, it happened. Why did it happen? And then you have to digest that. And then to me personally, I mean, something like that, that it would happen if that would have happened to me, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of a personal per I'm kind of personal. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't go out and I don't, I wouldn't talk about it. I would, I would go, yeah. I would deal with it myself and, and, uh, you know, and try to deal with it myself or deal with, uh, you know, and, and deal with other people that have dealt with it, but I wouldn't talk about it just only because I would want to get through it. And it's no, it would be nobody else's business, but my own, but that's how I, that's how I deal with things. But, um, if it was that, if it was that traumatic, because I, I just mm-hmm. don't, you know, it's like haunted houses and you, you know, nobody wants to live in the creepy house on the corner. So why would you tell anybody? So, yeah. I mean, that's, so, I, I mean, do. that's how I kind of would do well, I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> I, I and I, I know I know and I, and you've had like what two or three different uh, beer commercials about your creepy house. Wow. Uh, and but but you, you know why Pete doesn't want to talk about being abducted, right? Why? Because he was abducted, and uh, they please. actually sent him back because he enjoyed the probe way too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. Nobody enjoys a probe. Well, I bought so, two of them, but that's all right. So what do you do with, um, okay, so people have tried to hypnotize me. That's why I ended up meeting Yvonne Smith because she was a hypnotherapist. She, she helps you with, uh, for me, it was the alien UFO thing because after we saw the UFO, it opened up mm-hmm. our whole world. That We just thought we had a little tequila problem on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, that tequila will make you see things. Yeah, it's just a little bit. So it was like too much yeah. of this tequila sunrise crap. But anyway, so we really had some bizarre experiences, but we really thought we were drunk. You know what I mean? But then once, once we saw the UFO, that's why I think it it was low and slow, so we were be sure we wouldn't miss it. You know what I mean? I think it was intentional. You know, why would anything, if it was any darker, you would have never seen this thing, really. They had no reflection. I'll never forget just, just like, searching around, like, what was that? It was kind of textured, almost like an organic metal, kind of grainy, like the, the smoothness of an egg. But it's, you know how an egg really isn't just solid smooth. You really look at an egg. It's kind of grainy, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? So right. I was yeah. trying to figure it out and why it didn't reflect light and why it didn't make any sense. I mean, really, then we realized we were being abducted all the time to this day. You know what I mean? But I, I, that's how I ended up with Yvonne Smith, the hypnotherapist, but she never was able to put me under. I have never been able to go under hypnotherapy. So I don't understand why some people can be hypnotized and some not. Well, from what I understand, um, Sometimes people can't be put under is because there's it's it's like a it's a control problem. If you don't if you don't like to give up control over over your um, over yourself, um, you won't uh, let yourself contr- uh, uh, concentrate enough to listen yeah. to the, the induction to relax enough to be put under. Now there is a way that you probably could be put under. It's called hypnosis by distraction. Um, now you might want you might want to talk to uh, your hypnotherapist and, and tell her that um, to try that method is hypnosis by distraction. Uh, 
what it does is it gives your um it, it, it gives it gives your mind um something to concentrate on while um she's doing she's doing something else it, it, um yeah. it, it she yeah she she can google it and look it up um i've done that um i i, I at the moment i can't think of it because i haven't done it in a little while um no, but yeah, but um, yeah, have her look that up. Hypnosis by distraction. Because I thought it was going to be like sodium pentothal. And if that doesn't if that doesn't work, I have a ball peen hammer. That works. <laughs> you know, one of my uh, clients. Now I love my clients, okay, but this one was a had his masters and he was an extreme criminal. He tried to hypnotize me at my desk. He did it through voice modulation. He was doing something, and then I I I caught him. You know what I mean? And I, I had mm-hmm. a, I, I startled him because I think I slammed my hand mm-hmm. down the desk. But hey, don't you try that with me again? I'm going to write you up. So how was I going to write up that uh, that paper? Yeah, that's probably <laughs> not a good not a good thing to do. Fine, fine. Tried to hypnotize me. <laughs> he knew what he did, and I said, "Don't you ever do it again?" Because I'm going to write you up. But how in the hell would I write up something like that? Hey, Brian. He tried. Brian. Yes. You getting tired right. yet? No. No? I did just get a uh, Amazon Prime delivery, so I'm happy. You oh, did? That's cool. Was it Wyatt? I sent him I sent him first class. <laughs> uh no, actually actually Wyatt's sitting in the back seat. Okay. Now this now this what we can talk about well, I had a, another bizarre question to ask, if you guys are still up for more questioning. Just and then we're sure. gonna, then we're, okay. Now well my last question and then we'll go on to just talk about yourself. Okay, so Uh-oh. do you think crime and Houston demons, crime? Crime. You said crime you, like you said Houston crime. Houston crime? No, not Houston crime. Any crime anywhere. Do you think oh, crime okay. is mixed in with demonic activity? No. And the reason why I say that is I think you're dealing with free will. Um, demonic activity. T- my opinion, I don't know how Brian feels. Um, my my opinion is, is I think demonic activity is it's just so rare. I think that uh, we project our own fears onto things, and I think that uh, um, I think that we we blame the devil of, on a lot of things that we we don't want to um, take a take a um, we we don't uh, take a um, um, credit. I don't know the word I'm looking for at the moment, but uh, um, somebody to blame. We don't. We don't. Responsibility. I don't know what I'm looking for. Responsibility. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The devil made me do it is a lot easier. That's well, now. Yeah. Personally, I saw. Personally, I think time. that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no. Say personally, I think that you can have crime associated with demonic activity but only in so much as um, being part of one of the steps to break down your will. So you do give up your free will to allow them in. Um, But then like Pete said, you know, it's, it's very rare. Um, Unfortunately, because of television and Facebook and, and everything else, you know, people think demonic activity, you know, you just walk out your door and there you have it. And, And it's, it's really not, that prevalent it drives me crazy that most people 
you know, like to run around now going, I'm battling a demon tonight. And no, you're not. So, you know, <laughs> I don't think it can prime. be talked about that easily. You know, it's like a subject for me, it's hard to bring up, but because a couple of times, because I'm, you know, because all the stuff that's going on TV right now, but I, a couple of times when I was watching the looting and the, the fires burning, I had to actually look away. It became intolerable for, for me morally. It's like I was watching something that is beyond just some kids trying to get sneakers or whatever. There is something else going on. Because really, I think I that was a lot of media, media, media manipulation myself. Okay, I think so. It's a, it's a, it's a horrible subject. Anyway, let's just get out of that. Yeah. Uh, I was just wondering if, if it had anything to do with it, because uh, I know the addiction and the uh, uh, and the other stuff does have a certain uh, spiritual context to it. You know, well, I mean, let's, let, I mean, let's let, let's not be mistaken. What happened uh, to that gentleman was a horrible, horrible thing. You know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so I mean, so let's not be mistaken about that. It was a horrible, horrible thing, and the reaction to it, uh, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted what happened. I hope the yeah. worst thing happens to those four four people. That should not have happened. It should not have happened. Uh, you know, I, I don't, you know, it shouldn't have happened to anybody. Okay. So I, I, I'm, as, I'm upset. I, I'm as upset with anybody, with everybody as well. It should not have yeah. happened to anybody. Okay. Uh, I don't think the violence see, that had happened after that um, should have happened either. It, it, I don't think it no. was, uh, I don't, I don't think it, it, it uh, ha- I don't think it did anything to, for anybody. Uh, but, yeah, you know. several different things are going on to me. There's like like but, there's four layers to this. There's real so, frustration. You know, there's real marching, and then there's the opportunists, and then we got some thieves. And then I think there's a lower power at work also, to me. Well, yeah. And then w- one of the things for me is you have uh, pretty much the entire country on lockdown. Now, yeah. when people don't have anything to do, what are they going to do? They're going they're going to be glued to their television set. And unfortunately, yeah. when af- after a George, you know, the what happened with George well, Floyd, it was twenty four seven. Yeah. Um, bad news. I mean, and you have people stuck in their house. You cannot turn on any channel on TV without seeing um, either what happened to Mr. Floyd, or the aftermath of what happened to Mr. Floyd or the riots because of Mr. Floyd or the approach. And people just, you know, that that has got to take its toll on people seeing nothing yeah. but 24-7. I mean, yeah. I, I finally was like, you know, I can't do this anymore. So um, mm-hmm. I went to the NFL channel. Well, you can't oh, even good. get away from it on the NFL channel because all they're talking about is what the NFL can do to bring about change. And it's like, you know, if I wanted mm-hmm. uh, politics and – I wouldn't have turned on a football channel. Yeah. So, you know, the media, oh. the media needs to kind of balance between, you know, bringing you uh, what's going on and letting you have a rest from it so it doesn't destroy you mentally, emotionally, and everything yeah. else. And naturally, yeah, you know, I we mean, have a – I mean, fo- uh, yeah, and fo- folks need a break. 
I mean, you need a break. Yeah. I mean, you need. I mean, Jesus, you need comedy. <laughs> you know, exactly. you need a break. I literally F- turned it away. Break. I took. I actually turned it off because I'm always interested in the news. You know, it's, it runs in my family. We're always watching the news. And my yeah. uncle would even watch the boring Congress going on 24 hours a day. I don't know what the heck he was watching. But anyway, uh, I actually put on Mayberry RFD. I couldn't handle it. Yeah, anymore. there you go. Yeah, see what Andy Griffith is doing. Exactly. I had to see what was uh, the grandmother making the pies and the, whatever. Yeah, just see what, you know, watch, then, yeah watch, Goober, watch Goober fix some cars. I watched Goober. Yeah, for, for, I swear to God, I watched him. And then I turned on some kind of horror movie, which was like less. Yeah. It was it was actually what you're talking about, distraction. It helped me because I can't be in grief all the time. That's what happened. I had to save myself. Because being, because yeah. it's really, yeah. I started noticing where I really am is I'm in grief right now. More than anything else. More than yeah. mad. More than anything. I'm grieving. Uh, for a, a horrible death, I'm grieving for everybody that lost their shop stuff because well, driving and, and down gr- to the and, 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 and you know, and you're talking, and you're talking about, you know, you were talking about hypnosis and stuff like that. You know, grief yeah. is a very, very strong, uh, is very, very strong. So you know, that also brings about mm-hmm. depression. And if yeah. you're in grief for a long period of time, you know, I've worked with folks, and and, and uh, when I, when you relieve grief, when you relieve grief you also relieve depression and when people are in yeah. grief you know you have depression you have anxiety you when you relieve and so when you relieve it you relieve anxiety and and depression uh, you know so you could see what how people's moods change when they uh when they uh stay in grief yes that's what that's yeah. why i'm saying thank god i have some tools to work with that i could figure out a little faster and my young self, and realize it's just too much. You're you're getting harmed, and um, let's know. And plus, I know in my heart something good's gonna come out of it. I know it's been a disaster, but something's good coming from all of that. Because I've talked to all my people. I have lots of different people, and there because we mm-hmm. were waiting for this next big thing. Because we knew when the shutdown was coming. We just knew. I knew mm-hmm. it March third, and so I already had supplies yeah. in it and everything. So I've never run Good. out of toilet paper or anything else. You know, I just knew, okay. This is oh, you, should, you should have been around here in Texas with a great <laughs> toilet toilet paper uh, roundup. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn, you, you, 2020 you, great toilet paper roundup. This place is crazy. Oh, my God. Anyway, Man. So, <laughs> and so I we had already done that. All my friends, I, I said, we'd, we'd call, call, I called my friend, okay, it's time to go top off your gas tank. Okay, it's time to just, really? So now we realize that there was going to be a second big thing. I wasn't expecting this, and I had to ask my people, is this the second thing? So we had the one, remember, the corona, and we had the immediate world shutdown. We knew it was going to shut down. We we knew it was going to shut down in front of our eyes because that's what happened to me. I saw it shut down. I told my friend, this is how it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. And he said, right now? I said, it's happening now. And it was kind of freaky. We, I had no concept of a worldwide shutdown, though. That was a shock. I didn't know the whole world was going to shut down. 
And then I had a dream about the world renewing itself. And look how fast the world renewed itself by just us staying in the well, house. That was weird. Well, that's because you know I mean? that's because uh, yeah, because that's what, because uh, us mon- uh, us monkeys with shotguns weren't out there screwing stuff up. So the, the, yeah. the Earth had a little bit of a breather. Yes, and okay. So when I had this this, this remarkable dream that brought me so much hope, in that the whole world in my dream, I had it last year, the whole world renewed itself to uh, such an extent that it was called a new world, and uh, meaning renewed, it's new now. And I didn't know how much would be accomplished and this world could accomplish in just a couple months. Like, this is kind of amazing, the the rapid renewal and everything. Okay, but it's not enough. So now we had the second incident. So we're locked down again, bizarrely. And I said, is this the second thing? It's a huge riot thing, and then this went worldwide. And we said, yeah, but now I was waiting for that shoe to drop, and then, but we're all talking about another one thing is going to happen. So hold on to your, don't fear. Fear is not going to help us. We have to remember to go forward in love and strength and keep supplies in for your family. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. But I don't know what the third big thing is. And I want to know if you're hearing about all this. Are you guys thinking about it? I don't know, Brian. I haven't heard anything about a third thing. I haven't been hearing anything about a third thing, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me if, uh, you know, we just don't wake up one morning because the planet exploded. But the way things are going, I just I just want to get out of 2020. This has been a cursed year. <laughs> oh, my God, please. This is, how did we, how did this happen? Like, but my people are saying it's going to be better than ever, but it has to have a third part to it, you know, because people. I don't know. It's just. Back- you know, we let everybody out, and now they're all right, rioting, and all. It's like, okay, we don't learn, so we got to shut down um, again. Curfew, come on, we're on curfew. Char, uh, uh, it's just June. I know. Well, you know, Jesus Christ, it's just June. I'm like, you know, we haven't even hit July yet. I'm like, you know, I July know. 4th. July and August. Fireworks. Holy time. Christ. What's going to happen when oh, July 4th oh. hits? I don't know. I, My I, birthday's I, I, on I, July 4th. I'm, I'm wondering if I look outside <laughs> and I see Godzilla going across Galveston <laughs> Bay. It's weird. It's so weird you saying that because I I was doing a post, you know, because I've been fighting with everybody on the planet. So anyway... Because uh, I don't know if it's a oh, Greek so you're trade. Making, you're making, you're, so you're making friends and influencing people. That's good news. Yeah, really? <laughs> I've made a lot of friends. Uh, <laughs> so on one of my posts, Bron- I put a picture Brian, of Godzilla. I think, Brian, we need to hit, we need to hit the bunker. We know where it's happening from. Yeah. Oh, no. I, uh, yeah. But I put a picture of Godzilla, and one of my crazy friends said it was pretty funny. So, oh, the picture of Godzilla. I said, yeah, I'm waiting for Godzilla to show up. They said, what about Mothra? And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, no. You're calling forth another one, Char? Oh, Jesus. Mothra! <laughs> well, as, as, as long as Gamera shows up, too, I'm good. Exactly. Got, gotta have the flying jet, jet turtle. After we get off tonight, I'm calling Gidra. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's talk about your show, uh, which is tomorrow. Tomorrow, the big deal, you guys. I'm so excited for you. We're nervous. Don't be nervous. 
nervous. <laughs> what could happen? It's 2020. Uh, yeah, Brian and I, 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 I think Brian and I have a list of what could happen, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So you got to double back up your crap two or three times. You know what I mean? Have two or three phones going to back everything up. I think, I, think Brian, I think Brian and I are trying to figure out who, which one's going to call in sick first. Oh, God, don't do it. Okay, tell, us name, tell us the name of your show. How are we going to get there? Tell us. Pete, you, you shouldn't get ideas like that. Oh, <laughs> God. It's going to be fine. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. So it's your show is called The Full Spectrum Project. It's going to be yes. June 6th. What time? Uh, 3 o'clock Eight. Central Standard Time, which is 1 o'clock California time. There you go. Cool. There you go. I did that for Brian because Brian can't convert. Well, I think it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send out the, the link. If you send me a link to your show, let's send it out because uh, – uh, you guys are really something. You've been a real treat tonight, and it's been so comfortable well, having. I feel like I have uh, my two brothers on, if I had any brothers, but uh, which I probably do, but I don't know who they are. But anyway, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's scary. That's my, scary. My dad, my dad was the original Woo Woo kid. I'm not kidding. <laughs> my my dad was in World War Two. He took off with my uncle Louis ID, so he entered the. World War II Army with, he was 15 years old and somehow wow. I was talking to my, you know, everybody's doing ancestry now and all that. So yeah. I had my uncle, no, no, my cousin David dug up some stuff. So my mother married my father. She was 17 and he was like 20, right? Mm-hmm. And he had four marriage certificates before my mother. Oof. How can that be Oof. possible? So, yeah, you might have some uh, family out there. Yes. Yeah, yeah and you, you might want to check. I, uh, I Just recently, um, I found my uh, biological mother, sister, and brother. So I have a whole new, you know, family now that uh, they live in Michigan. But, um, yeah, it, it, oh, it's, it's an incredible thing if, if you want to look for family. Uh, that's a yeah, good way to incredible. do it. Well, I did yeah. 23 of me. I did com, and I have about 1,500 cousins. And I knew I had at least, I counted first cousins about did you say 80. Fi- did you say 1,500? Yes. I have more than that now. I knew wow. I had a lot. I knew I had a lot because I have a lot on both sides. You've got the Scottish people. And the Scottish, English, Welsh from my dad's side, and they came from Nova Scotia, and then they came from Scotland. On my mom's side, my mother's first-generation Greek here. So then we got all the crazy Greeks on the other side. You know what I mean? So there's some weird Greek. It's Greek, sir. My mom dated a Greek. Huh? No, I was going to say my mom dated a Greek. Uh, Greek man for years and uh, it's really kind of funny um, we we were doing an investigation and you, you you might understand what I mean by this we were doing okay. an investigation at a, a fairly um, 
I, I'm not allowed to say where it was, but uh, Jimi Hendrix used to live there. Errol Flynn used to live there. Bella Lugosi wow. lived there. And we were in um, Jimi Hendrix's old bedroom. And uh, the two people I was with um, looked over and went, do you smell that? And I, I, I caught this whiff. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And the girl, she goes, yeah, it's lilacs. And Bob kind of looks at her and goes, no, 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 it's uh, I can't even remember what he said. And I'm looking at both of them going, oh, darn it, because I smelled pastizio. <laughs> so, oh. I'm, this I'm thinking, girl's I, cooking her Well, that's a great grandma the, the, for the, you. The, She's going to cook. <laughs> that's right. The yayas rule, oh. even in the other world. You know, they're just uh, – yeah. My mother, when I cook, my mother starts crying. My mother can't cook, really, at all. It's terrible. But when I cook, my mother cries. She says, oh, my God. I said, well, why are you crying again? I'm just cooking. She says, you cook just, I cook just like my grandmother. So I channel my yaya, and uh, she has me being a good cook. And skip my poor mother, who can't cook an egg, you know. You but anyway, so uh, our hats off are to the Greeks. The the uh, creators of civilization. So when my fights, that's what I'm doing. My hashtag: Don't mess with a Greek girl because I'm fighting with everybody. There you go. (laughs) So anyway, my 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 mom's Italian, so I understand the uh, temperament. That that was my big shock. I found out that uh, I'm actually. Sicilian on my mother's side too. I said, "Mom, you never said we were part Italian." I have a lot of Italian cousins, so I found out I'm part Sicilian, and that really that mix really makes sense. Why I'm so freaking crazy. So you got the Greeks, the Sicilians, well, for, for the Scottish me, people. Oh yeah, Greek and Sicilian. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm glad I'm, I'm, glad, yeah, I'm, I'm glad, glad I'm down here in Houston. Exactly. Stay over there because <laughs> I have. I have I've been married the long my last marriage last yeah, you're, years. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That 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 mix that mix right there. You're passionate about everything. Oh yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We can argue any mm-hmm. kind of point over a dictator. Mm-hmm. Cup. I can start talking about it. Yeah, so yeah. So, been been so around it. Going, yep. Okay, let me tell you. This, let me tell you about something. Is that yeah, I've we, we, yeah, yeah. I've been around it. Yeah, usually, you argue with a person like that from the outside. <laughs> Beware. Yes. Anyway, it's just because it's because it's a it's a pleasure to argue. You know what I mean? Is there's a certain mm-hmm. amount of uh, it's like a competitive sport. <laughs> yes, it is. And yes, so it is. Yes, it is. And you keep so, and, and you keep running distance. Yes. So I asked mm-hmm. my husband before I married him. He said I've been married a couple of times. Okay, okay, three times. Married my third husband two times. Anyway, I asked him before I married him. I said, you ever been out with a Greek girl? He said, no. He was so innocent. Anyway, I said, you don't want to do it. God love you know? him. Don't, don't God mess love with him. me. Don't, don't marry me. Just leave it alone because we know we see you coming, so please don't. I ended up with him 30 <laughs> years ago. That poor guy, I tortured the man. You know, really, it's bad because whatever you, you're doing, I know you're doing it before you do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... What happened is now that you I know, know exactly. I yeah, so I started dating mm-hmm. a little bit, right? And I have to tell them to say, "Have you ever dated a Greek girl?" And one of these guys was a famous person, 
Mm-hmm. Not Travis Walton, but somebody else. Anyway, one of those guys that was in that abduction case. Anyway, so we were, mm-hmm. he would pursue me very hard, hardly. Finally, I had to turn around and say to him, do you know what you're getting into? I said, you're been with a Greek girl. He said, no. I said, I wouldn't advise it. <laughs> I'm trying to tell him the truth. I had to whip that boy because he's mm-hmm. a liar. You know what I mean? So just don't get involved with the Greek people unless you're sincere. Unless you have love, unless you bring a bunch of flowers and candy and good things, they know. That's, what, that's all they we know. want. It's love. It's all. Yeah. yeah, they know. They know. Hey, okay. Pete, she you guys know. <laughs> Just see they know. It. It's gonna be all right. What? And don't show up. Don't show up at the house if you screwed up, because they know. Just forget they it. Know you know you, my, they know before you. Yes. They know before you pull up in the driveway. That's why. Don't bother. Just don't bother. Just I don't know. Yeah. But you better send a bunch of flowers ahead and the big excuse because nothing's gonna fly. And I'm and glad you it doesn't you guys, matter. It, it, it doesn't matter if you say doesn't it matter. doesn't matter if you show up with the flowers either, because you're, either. You're, 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 screwed. Works. you're screwed. You're for screwed for at least a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's it. And we don't mean it, mm-hmm. except it's it's harsh when we feel what mm-hmm. you did and it hurts. So yep. we just you're want. Def- yeah, you're love. sleeping on. And you're sleeping on the couch for at least at least a month. It doesn't oh, matter. Yeah. You're yeah. lucky you don't get shot, really. Because if I had a gun, I think I would have shot a couple people. Wait a minute. My yeah. sister did snoop. My sister had a rifle. No, this is sister. I'm from number one. Sister number three had a rifle, and she did shoot at her boyfriend, and it hit the side of the door, and he never came back. So that, that, that worked that time. Brian, <laughs> we got to go. This is... This this one shoots. <laughs> we shoot. <Hey. laughs> I don't know how to shoot a gun, but I don't get it intentionally because I'd probably be a, uh. a crack shot. But my son, <laughs> my okay. Yeah. So we're we're our lineage come from the Bowie family, right? We're so we're, I, you were, we're screwed. Son, I know this is pretty sickening. So anyway, so uh, <laughs> my <laughs> you you shouldn't you shouldn't worry about Texas. She's just one day yeah. over for me. I got to tell you something. Yeah. I'm closer to him, but my mother and sister live here. Yeah, but he has. Yeah, but he has my phone number. I'm screwed yeah. too. Oh, I have your phone number. No, I'm like, I'm I'm peaceful. I keep my distance. You know, it's just the way it is. But it's just yeah. But his wife has now. his wife has my phone number. I'm screwed. <laughs> just don't do anything wrong. Yeah, simple. Quiet. I'm good. You gotta, you gotta toe uh, the line, you know, which is good for you. Mm-hmm. You gotta admit it, because you know what? If mm-hmm. you have somebody mm-hmm. like that that loves you, that loves you that much, they're doing the right thing. They want the best for you, and they want you to be good. So be good. Well, I'm doing okay so far. My wife still lets me sleep indoors, so I'm still doing all That's right. That's good. That's good. Because <laughs> she loves you, you know. Because yeah. when you have the real love, you know you won't let your kid fall. You know, go do something wrong. Yeah. Unfortunately, his great Dane doesn't let him sleep in the bed, though. No, 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 he doesn't. You gotta make one of those triple king size beds because to let all the dogs lay on there too. I've seen people do that wall to wall bed. Yeah, but unfortunately, my great Dane lays across the bed. He doesn't lay up and down. Oh God! All right. Yeah. My little. I have a little tiny. I have one of the tiniest dogs. She's only six pounds, but she thinks she's a great Dane. She has a yeah, he's a He's 150 pounds, and he lays with all four legs up in the air, so I'm screwed. Oh, Lord. 
I yeah. can't deal with a dog. That's a person. That's not a dog. It is a person. It is a person. And I have a pit bull. And then I have a pit bull, and uh, he's like 80 pounds, and he's like 13 and grumpy as hell. So, you know, and he hears circus music. He hears circus music in his head, so we let him do what he wants to. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, he has arthritis. That's why he's in pain. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll go with that. Yeah, he needs those nuggets, Uh whatever they are. Yeah. So, anyway... I, I really have loved, loved, loved having you guys on. You really, really made my day. Really. It made me happy. Well, I was you. really kind of well, dragging around because of the earth. But now that uh, we've distracted ourselves from all this, and uh, you you guys are excellent. I'm so happy about your show. And uh, just just go with it. Well, thank so, you. Just, thank just, you. Just a, a little bit about the show. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Brian. Hopefully, hopefully, if, if Pete and I can can do what we want, we we don't want to be predictable. Um, we're not going to stick with just one subject. We're not going to just talk about ghosts, um, hauntings, demons, things like that. I mean, we're literally going to do everything. I mean, even even if it's something weird like. Um, the uh, the singing or the disease, um, anything strange, unusual, is fair, fair game on our on our show. So yeah, we, well, were, we were yeah yeah we were kind of thinking along the lines of like a modern day uh, in search of kind of a thing. Oh, I love it! I love it. So yeah. uh, so if, if there's the, a strange subject, we'll put. Okay, so if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, how would they get a hold of you? What's your website? Um, well, we're working on that right now, but you can get a hold you can get a hold of us um, um, individually at this moment. Okay. Um, so it would be kind yeah. of for with Facebook, or do you have a? I'm sorry. What do you want? Well, uh, do you want to? Well, one I know of the things I was going to say. Uh, go ahead. Is we we when we're, when we're doing the show, we are encouraging people to call in with any kind of questions for us or the guests that we have. Um, so we we have a we have a phone number so people can call in and talk to the guests. Um, if if the, that phone number is five zero four two seven three seven three seven nine, I think. <laughs> I need new glasses. Um, but, you know, we, we also want to have it interactive. So, you know, if, if if the subject we're talking about interests one of our listeners, we, we highly encourage them to call in um, with any kind of questions you have. Um, and either ourselves or our guest uh, will we'll try their best to answer it. Um, and, you know, that that's something that we really want to do is make it – an interactive type of uh, program. Now we do have a Facebook. We do have, we do have a Facebook um, for the full spectrum project and it is the full spectrum project. You can, you can hit us up over there uh, for the show. And of course you can get a hold of Brian or I uh, on Facebook as well. Okay, cool. It's really been great having you guys. I look forward to your show tomorrow, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and it's Central Time. That means three, right? Yes. Okay. 
So I look forward to listening to you guys tomorrow. And I, you know, I want to thank you so much for being awesome guests on on my show tonight. It's been a, a pleasure, and uh, really, I feel like uh, laughter and all the good information has been real good for us. And I appreciate you very, very much. And you're welcome to come on anytime. Well, be busy, but try to come on once in a while. Well, thank you for having us. I appreciate it. You're very, very well, you welcome. You know how to get a hold of us. So. I do. Yeah, I do. Enjoyed it. So, okay, good. Okay, God bless and keep you guys and take care. I wish you much, much, much prosperity and good, congratulations on your new show. Well, thank you. Thank, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, you're very welcome. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right, take care. Bye. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. So this has been quite wow. I had I thoroughly enjoyed that show, I have to say. So be sure to go over there tomorrow, Saturday, the new radio show from Pete Havilland and Brian Clune. And it's called the Full Spectrum Project that it's June sixth and it's one PM Pacific Standard Time. And also go and get uh, these uh this author, uh, Brian Clune, has written several books on Ghost of the Queen Mary, Haunted Universal Studios, Haunted San Pedro, and um, one on Hollywood, and go get that, and also use Brian's services uh, for hypnotherapy and things like that, so I'm sure they're going to talk about it on their show tomorrow, so stay tuned for another guest next Friday, and I wish you all uh, a very beautiful evening, and God bless you and keep you and safe from harm and maybe be prosperous and spread love around the world, okay? I love you guys. God bless you. Bye-bye.